serious voice what's up guys welcome back to the podcast thank you so much for coming we had uh, an interesting week things changed in the middle of the week and i didn't realize it because um well i had my teeth done i had to get a deep 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 cleaning because brush your fucking teeth you fucking lazy fucks uh use your fucking <laughs> flossing and uh Elect- electric toothbrushes. Yeah, electric toothbrushes, whatever you got to do. I'm so scared now to go back after everything that I went through with that deep cleaning. I was supposed to do one, you know, like the bottom half and then come back the next week uh, after it healed for round two, which was the top half. Well, they were like, so do you want to do just both this week? And I was like, yeah, fuck Hell it. yeah. I was like, I don't want to have to stress about it. I, I don't like the anxiety and shit. And I was, trust me, guys, like I was fucking tripping out two days before because I realized I was like oh shit my teeth two days before we were going to do it before I had it which was on a Thursday I was like on Tuesday I was like oh my god oh my god my teeth I have to do my teeth on Thursday we can't put it off I was like I can't do we can't do we can't do fucking crimes of the future and fucking men because it's too much work and Mm -hmm. I'm just stressing out so we changed it to the sword and the sorcerer from 1982 and crawl from 1983 That's right. So two dark fantasy horror films this week that we're going to be talking about that I really wish there was a lot more rated R dark fantasy films. There really ought to be because I just feel like you could do so much with horror in that space. You know, like, uh, can you? You could. Okay. It's all chock full of creatures and monsters and shit. What? Look at legend. Look at the fucking crazy shit that is. Yeah. Yeah. What I mean, else do you consider horror in that genre? I don't know, like Witcher. That's a TV show and a and a uh, video game. Yeah. Oh, <clears throat> what about movies? There's not many, but that's what I'm saying. Is like there are movies I can name off, like you know, probably like 15, 20 of them, probably because I was searching all over the place for one to fit the sword and the sorcerer, and I was like, you know what? Let's just watch Crawl because that shit freaked me out as a kid a little bit. Uh, and I like it, so let's just watch it, you know, and mm-hmm. just do it. I wanted to do something different because, you know, look, we like horror, but there's a lot of things that horror fans like just outside the genre that that have elements of horror in them and schlock that we love. It's these aren't these movies aren't too far from what horror is, in my opinion. Right, a lot of it. But yeah, I just wish that somebody would come out with like 
I mean, like chopping motherfuckers' heads off and shit like that. Just With swords. Like, yeah, like fucking going into the fucking dark forest, and there's like demon creatures that just like rip people apart and shit. You know, like this practical effects like nightmare. Mm-hmm. And then like going into the swamp and then fucking a fighting a, like a fucking some sort of fucking spit witch or some shit, you know, that comes up spit out of the, Yeah, she looks like a fucking frog a or something. A goddamn shit demon. You know, I don't care. Like, I just feel like there should be some more dark fantasy movies. And I'm not even a fantasy freak. Like, I didn't, I wasn't a big, like, Hobbit fan or, you know, I liked the, the TV, sh- the movie, you know, mm-hmm. the animated movie when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Like, who didn't? When you were a kid, yeah. It was, like, fantastic fucking artwork. But that was, like, dark shit, too. Right. Gollum was fucking scary, dude. Mm -hmm. Like, in the movies, he's actually kind of charming. He's tame. (laughs) But I just think, you know, like, fantasy is rife with fucking peril. Darkness and like you can you 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 kind of utilize some of the same landscapes, some of the same techniques that you would use to make a sort of a, a fantasy film, like a dark fantasy film, as you would like horror, mm-hmm. and how it's scary and the sounds and stuff, and how like you know yeah, there's sword fights and stuff, and that's all considered action and stuff, but you can have that in there and still be scary as fuck. Mm-hmm. And there are a few movies that do that, you know, like there's that Vin Diesel movie where he goes in the tree or whatever. I can't remember what it's called. Witch Hunter, oh. which is like a really terrible S big movie, but it's kind of fun because mm-hmm. it's so dark a little bit, you know, but I, I would love a serious film that would be like super dark fantasy, like mm-hmm. evil fucking like rated R type shit. Fuck you, kids. I don't give a fuck. If you can't fucking handle it and your parents don't want you to watch it, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) This is for adults that have been wanting it for 40 years. You have to wait 20 to get to see it. (laughs) Fuck them. Tired of that shit. Well, we want to make it accessible for all the kids, man. Like, no. Cut some motherfuckers' dicks off and shit in that movie. (laughs) I want to see fucking tits, dicks, and shit. All together? Well, I don't know. Just it doesn't have to be like some misogynist thing, you know. Like it's just I just want like you know an adult film, like like heavy metal. Oh, okay. you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like that shit would be dope as fuck so, as a live action film. All misogynist movies. Oh my god! It doesn't have to be. It's just hard because the storylines. Right. Well, you know, we'll get into. You're jumping that, ahead. You're jumping ahead. I know, ahead. but it's fantasy, so it's like fairy tale. So right. You, you know? watched two movies, and one of them was hyper fucking misogynist. Okay. Yeah. You can't just lump them all together in there. Yeah, there was some olden time bullshit going on like that <laughs> with wenches and whores. Olden and, times in the future. <laughs> look, you know, women took a long time to evolve. They just. <laughs> Horrible, Alex. Horrible. They were a little slow, you know? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, at least the food was good back then. Ha, oh, ha, my ha. God. oh, my God. Oh, my God. Get back in the kitchen, wench. <laughs> Guys, I hope you know I'm not fucking serious here. I'm just fucking making fun of the stereotypes of fantasy films. But, yeah, it doesn't have to be that way. It could be future fantasy. Like, some, one of the movies we watch in this movie... It could be in the future, for all we know. Right. Even though they treat, you know, women kind of like that in Kroll a little bit. But it has like a space element where they're in, you know, it's spacey. Right. (laughs) Mixes with super fantasy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be like nowadays. Mm -hmm. It could be in the future and people just reverted back. I mean, think about the societies we had before now. 
Like, what if we lost technology from hundreds, thousands of years ago? I think we did. Remember, we talked about this, like the crystals. Like, what if crystals were a way that we could like store information? What the fuck was on the pyramid? Yeah, like, like what was on the top of the pyramid? It's not there anymore. Think about this. It wasn't a tomb. I don't know. You're jumping ahead. Let me finish my thought. Oh. So what if crystals, I'm just explaining this so people know what the fuck I'm talking about and not thinking I'm crazy, okay? <laughs> I'm not telling you to go get some fucking crystals and rub them on your balls and shit, okay? I'm not a fucking crystal mommy. <laughs> Although I know a couple. Shut up. <laughs> but no, like, what if, like, years ago, Somebody came up with crystal information, which is like the internet, right? Like, we store all our shit on fucking crystals anyway, right? Think about it. Psych- okay. S- uh, silicon. Mm-hmm. It's like all of our information, everything that we save everything on is silicon, you know, whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. So it's just like we saved it on crystals and then somehow some earth event happened and it just destroyed everything. And then we got stupid again because we didn't have the information to learn from anymore. Mm-hmm. So if the internet went down, we'd be stupid again. <laughs> and then a million years would go by, we'd have to re-evolve. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Unless a couple of smart guys actually live, but most of those guys would be killed off by some misogynist motherfuckers exactly. who said you couldn't hold a sword, so they chopped their head off, <laughs> even though he could have saved society. But, you know, they're stupid people with swords. So. Sounds like you need to make this movie. I think they should put laws against swords because... <laughs> I'm just joking. You know, like we'd revert back. Mm-hmm. Make uh, the new double do, double decker constitution, <laughs> the future. Anyway, uh, you guys get what I'm saying, but I just think it's interesting. Like dark fantasy could be done in a way that would be super entertaining. It, it mixes, you know, sci-fi elements and it mixes like horror and it kind of mashes these things together. And like, you can make some really cool shit, man. Who's if who's with me? Okay. Cause I think this should be done. I think it's time for a dark, bleak fantasy horror film. So, okay. Anyway, there's a there's a petition online that you can sign at nobody really gives a fuck dot com. Uh, just <laughs> anyway. So <laughs> how was your week, Christina? It was fine. Did you enjoy my suffrage? My kind of <laughs> gum suffrage. My gum suffrage. Well, I got to go to the dentist now next week. Yeah, she's scared as fuck. Now. I am, I'm not as my I'm not as bad as you, but. Dude, I, I felt <laughs> I've had very bad experiences at dentists, just like a lot of people. Because the last time I, well, one of the last times I got a cavity filled, he didn't put in enough uh, painkiller, and mm. I was cre- screaming and crying. Well, they're supposed to stop. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. What an asshole! Right. Yeah, these people aren't like that at our place. Christina. No, I know. That's why I made an appointment. Like I had the bottom done, which was the heaviest part. You know, that's where the a lot of food settles. So, you know, they had to, like, clean up the tartar a lot more than they would up top. Um, And, you know, there were some painful spots. You know, there's some spots where, you know, you've let tartar get the best of you and it kind of pushes on your gums for years. Mm -hmm. And it's a, you know, you're you're just really sensitive. Um, She was doing the tiny drill in those areas to clean it up, you know. Mm -hmm. And holy fuck was that sense. I could still feel it even after they numbed my whole mouth and I didn't get any nitrous or anything. So, but my hands were visibly shaking because I was like squeezing them together so hard for like 20 minutes, you know, like my hands turned white and she was like, I think we should take a break. You want to take a break? I was like, yeah, I'm going to take a break. Let's take a break. She's like, your hand's normal again? I was like, yeah. 
she was super nice. I, I really appreciated her. It wasn't the guy that I thought it was going to be, the 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 specialist guy. Oh, yeah. But yeah. she was really good. Because she rescheduled it like five times. Yeah. <laughs> Christina didn't mind either because of the money. Right. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you know, just get periodontist disease. No big deal. That'll just, we'll just fillet open your mouth and, you know, cut out your gums. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll be like, what's his name? Fucking, what is it? The goddamn meat package. I don't know what you're talking about. I saw him rolling around on my, my mom on the floor. So I took that there Kaiser blade, sling blade. I slid his head open, clean. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Never mind. It's, they call it a sling blade. It's fucking... Oh, okay. You remember that movie? Nope. The, who's the guy that does Bad Santa? Oh, Billy Bob Thornton? Yeah. It's like his like most memorable role ever. Oh, okay. It's like his Academy Award winning fucking, uh, I have to get into character for five hours before I fucking do this fucking scene role. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, I had to kill fucking a baby chicken just to get into role. <laughs> Eat some bottom meat. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, I think it might be that time for us to step into our horror shots. So, we are back to do our horror shots, and this week we decided to pick the movie Kroll with the character Colwyn, who is the main guy who's in the film. He is the hero, the adventurer hero, to go save his queen, <laughs> Liza, or Lisa, or whatever her fucking name was, which uh, he has to go find a king's weapon in order to fight a demonic space wizard. <laughs> and he climbs a white rock mountain to find a cave that leads into a fucking like molten lava volcano which makes no sense which is where the sorcerer was yeah that's where this 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 mythic weapon that uh yanir tells him to get it's called the glaive he's like we can't fight with a symbol we must fight with a weapon (laughs) sometimes a weapon is a symbol And then they have that that stupid conversation about it. And then he goes into the mountain. He reaches into the hot lava, by the way, which is like, yeah, fuck this. I'm out. Save yourself, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He was the chosen one. Yeah, he had to be the chosen one. I was like, I'm not going to stick my hand in fucking lava to figure it out. Like, fuck that bitch. I'll just leave her in the (laughs) tower. Which, by the way, is very Dune-esque, you know, where he had to stick his hand in the box kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Which a lot of the characters, a lot of the actors in this movie were in the movie Dune, by the way, guys. Oh, really? Yeah, the original Dune movie. Not the new one that's bland as fuck and everybody loves, okay? (laughs) The original was bland as fuck. (laughs) I like the original better. Sorry. And it's not even a it's not even like a thing. It just is entertainment wise. But anyway, now that y'all now that you hate me, you'll need a drink for this. So we decided to call this a molten glaive. Glaive. Molten, because there's lava that he reaches into to grab the glaive, which is covered in molten lava. It looks like a sunset. Yeah. The shot. It's like a five-fingered, like, boomerang-type fucking Freddy Claw like Ninja thing. star. Yeah. It, it's got little ninjas. <laughs> Why? What are you covering your mouth for? She thinks it's racist or something, I think. <laughs> It's not racist. I know, but you just take off two of those, you know, blades. Oh, and- stop it. <laughs> anyway, so I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't even know what I want to know. So he grabs it. He pulls it out. It like shines and LED lights blink inside of it. 
And so we decided to come up with a shot that uh, kind of uh, mimics that little moment there. So what you're going to do is you're going to heat up a hot bowl of... <laughs> Talk. No, so what we did is we took peach schnapps, schnapps okay? Mm -hmm. And you're going to pour in about a half a shot of peach schnapps. Then you're going to put in about a third of 99 black cherry into that. Because we got to have our 99. Yeah. And then you put in about a third of a shot of... Orange juice. Because, orange. It, because it was on sale. Right. Orange <laughs> juice. You can fill that up to the top and then just pour in your grenadine to make the lava. It'll separate and it'll look like... A sunset. A sunset. Yeah, exactly. And it, it looks, looks like the molten lava. Yeah, it it does, really it, is pretty cool. It looks cool. It smells good, too. I can't wait. Yeah, I, I love the peach snob, so... Yeah. Okay, here we go. That's dope. Two weeks in a row. Good. Two good shots. And that's actually pretty strong, too. Yeah. Because it does have 99 in it, and that stuff is twice as strong. But it's smooth. Yeah, that was delicious. That was amazing. I could drink a cup of that. Yeah. Yeah, like if put a little ice it, in there. Yeah, you'd... drink it as a cocktail. Yeah. 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 It, it's a little yeah. light, so if you want to put it like a little bit more 99 black cherry in it to make it a little stronger, you could, and then mix in like the orange the juice. orange juice. But That'd don't put great. the grenadine in, in, until last. It's important that you put it in last. Because it, for it floats. Because it floats to the bottom. Sinks. It sinks, sinks whatever. It floats to your well, my I middle said, finger well, that I'm said, pointing at you. I said float first, and then I was like, wait. No, there should be sick. <laughs> all right, all right. Anyway, if you would like to try a molten glaive, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shots section now. That's it for horror shots. All right, guys. So now it's that time to jump into our flesh and potatoes of the dark fantasies of the sword and the sorcerer from 1982 and crawl 1983. And we're going to go ahead and do that right all right christina kick it off all right the sword and the sorcerer not to be confused with sword and the stone right <laughs> A mercenary with a three-bladed sword rediscovers his royal heritage's dangerous future when he is recruited to help a princess foil the designs of a brutal tyrant and a powerful sorcerer in conquering the land. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it makes a lot more sense. To, it's hard to read, but it's like also kind of makes more sense than the movie does. But continue on. <laughs> exactly. This is what their script probably right. <laughs> looks like. Anyway, tagline. The greatest duel ever fought between deathless courage and endless evil. Mm. Directed by Albert Pune. Uh, he also did Radioactive Dreams, Alien from L.A. from 1988, A Journey to the Center of the Earth, Cyborg from 1989, Captain America from 1990, Nemesis 92, and Dollman 91. Right. This was written by Tom Kurwaski. This is his only writing credit, but he was a producer on Knives Out, Star Wars, The Last Jedi from 2017, um, and Max Payne. Um, also written by John Suckmeyer. Again, his only writing credit, but he has produced a ton of TV shows. Mm. Uh, this movie stars Lee Horsley, who plays 
Talone. He was in The Hateful Eight from 2015 and Paradise from 1988. We have Kathleen Beller, who plays Alana. She was in The Godfather Part 2. She was also in Dynasty. Which was huge back in the 80s. Huge. Uh, also starring Simon McCorkendale, who plays Mika. He was in Jaws 3D, the best Jaws movie. <laughs> Uh, he was also Night Wolf from 2010, Jesus of Nazareth from 1977, and Death on the Nile from 1978. Jesus, calm down. <laughs> we also have George Maharis, who plays Michelli. 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 Jesus Christ. Michelli. Do you not remember the movie? No. <laughs> All right. It's Michelli, yeah. Michelli, yeah. He plays Michelli. I thought it was Minicelli because the way they said it in the movie, but so fair enough. Okay. Uh, he was in Exodus from 1960, The Satan Bugs, 65, The Monk, Rich Man, Poor Man, 76, and Doppelganger from 1993. Also, he was the first celebrity to pose for a nude centerfold in Playgirl. In July of 19... 19- you know I got that one, girl. <laughs> uh, it was in the July uh, 1973 issue, if you are interested, just so you guys know. Sure. Also, uh, the box office earnings for this was $36 million. I think it was worldwide, actually. Right. Which is pretty fucking good for a movie that they spent a million and a half on. Right. By totally. the way. Totally. Fucking crazy, dude. And... We received this movie from Plemke. Yes, we did. Plemke is one of uh, the listeners, and he's also uh, one of the people who come by this Twitch streams pretty religiously, so thank you very much, Plemke, for donating a 4K fucking movie to me. Fucking kick-ass. It's very nice of you. Yeah. Alex, what did you think of Sword in the Stone? Well, I had never seen it. I don't. I think I might have seen it like once when I was a kid or something. I, I don't know, but I wasn't sure about it. I, wanted to, I saw the trailer, and I was like, holy shit, this is like R-rated. This looks crazy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is a movie that has some pretty awesome scenes in it, but it is a miss for the most part because it is a mess of a movie. The narrative and the storyline are all over the fucking place. Literally, this movie doesn't clarify a whole lot about it at all. The characters in the film, the what happened to them, where they're from, who's who, who's a king, who's not a king, who's a fucking sister, a brother, a you just don't know. It's going so fast. It's not thinking about the viewer at all. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a couple of reasons why this happened, and it's because there was a lot of production problems with the director and other things. I'll get into more of that in the trivia, but let's just say nobody was firing on all their cylinders when they made this, okay? Oh, okay. Uh, which is surprising, but this is a movie that came out right after Excalibur came out, which was super successful. And so, oh. automatically, people wanted to go see another fucking movie like this. And this is, uh, you know, what started a trend. And Albert Pion knew that. In fact, there's a really cool story on how he got the money for this movie. And I'll, like I said, in the spoiler stuff, I'll explain it to you. Essentially, if you want, I'll just tell you, he he basically said, hey, Excalibur did really well. I got a movie just like it. Let's talk. And they were like, hired. Oh. Literally like that. Oof. So anyway, the movie really doesn't actually tell you anything. And you only find out that you missed something because they mention it in the story just previously to doing it. <laughs> and they don't actually show you that they did it. So in other words, they're like, yeah, it was fun when we were back at that bar, remember? And it was like, they had just met, but you didn't see that scene and it wasn't in the movie. 
We, oh, okay. Did you notice that? Yeah. They did a lot of stuff like that, and I'm just like... I thought I fell asleep. I think what they were trying to do is, like, build this sort of camaraderie about it. This, like, synthetic camaraderie that if they would have explained it more, it would have been more of an adventure and a memory and a, a moment in the movie that we enjoyed. But instead, they, like, didn't have the money for it or the vision and just decided to say that they did it. <laughs> And they never showed it, so I don't know. It's really confusing. But despite that, it is kind of dark, and I personally feel like we need more dark fantasy, as I already mentioned multiple times at the beginning of this podcast, like more R-rated films like that. And it delivers on a lot of that dark stuff, like stuff that I would love to see in more films like that they do in this movie that they used in the trailer to, of course, lure people into wanting to see this film and there is some pretty cool stuff like there really is like there's creature effects there's creatures there's like this undulating wall of screaming faces that's akin to like fucking freddy type shit which is cool as fuck um i don't know they really do marry horror and entertainment for these days pretty well though so the i just thought that the creature effects in particular and some of the stuff that they did was really cool Mm-hmm. There was some pretty decent gore in it when it was there. When it's not there, it's just like stab wounds and stuff like that. But it's in there. Mm-hmm. The story is where it gets in the way of all of the good stuff. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. And it seems like this movie leans ultra heavy on the times as they were. Like misogyny speaking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is another piece of trivia, by the way, that you're, the director didn't really have any choice in. And the producers were pushing him to do it. He didn't want to put a lot of the stuff that they wanted in it and they wouldn't let him do what he wanted. It, there, it was a mess of a making of a film. Like, you're, you, it's amazing that it even got made. And that's probably why those producers are listed as writers. Oh, and you're probably only, right. Because I saw it was their only credits, and I was like, oh. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were a team duo, husband, wife. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there were women that were wenches, and, of course, they lean on it so heavy that they're practically like sluts, yada, yada, yada. But even other films of its time, they had that kind of stuff in it. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, we're talking about olden times, right? Like, people were barbarians and fucking, you know, they thought that the fucking moon was like a demon and shit, you know? <laughs> they were fucking sticking knives in people's heads to let out the demon from their headache, you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> We're talking about some archaic shit, in other words, right? And if this is back when magic was around, I would assume this is before science existed because, you know, I'm just saying. (laughs) Make make medieval times great again. I'm just kidding. Anyway, I'll tell you more about all that stuff later in the trivia. But a lot of the film was kind of like thrown together when they were writing it. They had a storyboard for it that Albert Pion did from start to finish. He literally threw it out and just came up with ideas on the spot and then just started writing it and throwing it out there for the director, for the for the actors to do and shit like that with the producers, which apparently obviously felt like they were creators, too, and started having their way with it as well. You got to remember that Albert Pion was a Hawaiian raised man who was practically Japanese. Mm -hmm. And this is the 80s. (laughs) You know what I mean? And he's a director. Think about that for a second. Good for him. Yeah, no, it is. But they, it didn't, he didn't get treated the best. Right, right. So it just shows very poorly in the film that there was a lot of problems on this movie. Mm -hmm. And you could just tell, like, there are some cool moments in it. There's some funny moments in it. There are some, like, really just over the top S big moments in the film, too, that, you know, there's some stuff. I think the making of this film is far more interesting. It was so fun (laughs) to watch and, like, Mm -hmm. hear Albert Pion spin, like, a tale about it so fucking, like, entirely, like, honest. 
There are like multiple kingdoms in this movie that you were never interest introduced to that are popping up randomly and you can't tell if they're good or bad guys, but you just know that the lead character Talon is not cool with them. So you figure, oh, he's maybe one of that bad guy's kingdoms or no, it's just another kingdom. And you, it's really confusing mm-hmm. because they start the movie out from a distant memory when these a lot of these people weren't even born yet. And one of the guys was like an older like ruler and he wanted to win against King uh, Richard or whatever. And so they summon a sorcerer and the sorcerer is like all powerful and helps him get as you know, a win over King Richard. And it's, and then it goes into like current times after ever, all this other stuff happens mm-hmm. and it gets really confusing. And I think it's going to confuse a lot of you. If you've never seen this movie before, <laughs> it's one of those movies you have to watch a couple of times to really kind of nail down what the fuck the is story, happening. Yeah. Unfortunately, it takes a long time till you actually get those bearings, even just watching it the first time. And you start paying attention to all the bad jokes and the bad man stuff and the sword fights are kind of meh. But the performances can be spotty. You know, like Richard Lynch in the movie is one of the villains. One of three villains, by the way. Who all look the same. <laughs> well, they he shares the stage with a lot of people. And so, you know, everybody's vying for the attention and it's kind of confusing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Richard Lynch does a pretty damn good job. I learned some pretty crazy stuff about him recently because I watched God Told Me To, by the way, which he's in it. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you guys about that in the trivia. Remind me about him being burned. And I'll tell you about that story. Oh, okay. The main guy in the movie who plays Talon is, you know, he's okay. He's like hit or miss. You know, he can be charming, but he also is kind of like just a stupid guy. <laughs> but he's not always someone you're rooting for in any case. So it's kind of like, uh, who am I rooting for in this movie? I'm glad I own it, though. Like, I feel like there's some funny shit in this movie that we were kind of enjoying watching to kind of make fun of it in a lot of ways we were um one of my friends josh etner from the bloody good film podcast is actually said that he doesn't think any of albert Pion's work is good but i highly disagree (laughs) he has a few Uh gems that are at least mildly entertaining and at least fun to make fun of so you know they might be s big movies to like just sevens Mm -hmm. but they're entertaining you know like he has some vin uh some van damme movies that are pretty fun like mm-hmm. you know, but I don't that, know. Wasn't that cyborg movie? Was that Death Warrant? Oh yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I like Mean Guns. He did a really good job there. But this movie, I don't. I feel like this is like so early in Albert Pion's career that it really didn't do. It was his first movie. Yeah, it's not. It's not. He was so new, and it was just so jumbled. But I still like it, and I think that it showed a lot more in the dark fantasy than a lot of these fucking wannabe movies, honestly. Mm -hmm. So, like, even though this movie fails as a whole overall, for the most part, it still has stuff in it that I really, really liked. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like inspires me to think of like even more grandiose ways to put horror in a film like this. Mm-hmm. And he was thinking outside the box back then. Right. So you have to give him credit for some of it, even if it's not a great movie. I'd still give this a 5.5. Don't worry, Plemke. That doesn't mean I didn't like the movie. It just means that it's not a great movie, but you can definitely watch it with pizza and beer and not pay attention and just watch the ridiculousness happen on the screen. I think it's it's leaning as big, even though it's not. It's just kind of a mess. What about you? Oh, well, I'm not a really big fan of fantasy stuff. Right. I have a hard time getting into these. Like, you have a hard time getting into the period pieces. Sure. I think it's, like, similar. 
but the practical effects with the monsters were cool. Um, uh, but the but the uh, the costumes that the humans wore, yeah, they were pretty bad. They were horrible. I don't understand. It it didn't like sync up together. It it was weird. Um, there was too much story that just wasn't making sense. You already went um over most of that. I almost felt like I was watching the Wish version of Game of Thrones. <laughs> Because like games, it's Game pretty of Th- bad. Yeah, because Game of Thrones is really complicated. It's a complicated storyline, and that's like literally what it felt like. It was like well, you did. Like I had no idea who who I was, who these people were. What like pretty much through the whole thing. And my f- score, by the way, reflects a, a so bad it's good flick. Oh, okay. so if it's a five, five point five, mm-hmm. it's probably pretty low for most people. Just FYI. Uh, there were some enjoyable kills. Uh, the music was pretty good. Uh, so, so there were some scenes where it was like Indiana Jones. Sure, it's um, it definitely was mirroring. Yeah, totally. Star Wars, Indiana Jones, any kind of adventure film, mm-hmm. you could just hear it. Like even the music sounded so familiar. But the amount of penis jokes that <laughs> the women were making and all the the females being treated like shit, like it makes it a four out of ten. Oh, okay, so and it wasn't too bad for you was, then. Well. Just because the the practical effects and um yeah there was some cool stuff with the practical effects it really yeah, was and there was some cool like kill scenes but I can't sit through that I again. feel I feel like if they would have had more money to do more practical effects and do more monsters and stuff like that this movie would have been amazing it sounds like if they didn't have producers breathing down his throat it would have oh. turned out great dude this is a, this movie was a disaster it's crazy like you wait till you hear what I have to say guys okay no just like reading the writers and stuff i could just tell well i know people that like this movie a lot and i'm not shitting on the movie you know it's just like i didn't grow up with it like you guys did yeah i'm sure if you when you see no offense when you see stuff as a child yeah you know i it, mean i went back and watched he-man it was garbage yeah it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> hit the same it doesn't hit the same i'm like man man i was really dumb as a child <laughs> watching he-man if this is that what is what i was watching i was right. like oh my god right even like you know, like what was the the fucking cat? What was it called? Thundercats. Thundercats. Yeah, yeah, like it was a better. They had better story writing than fucking He Man. Yeah, and that wasn't even all that great either. Right. But oh, anyway, so you can watch it on Roku, Tubi, Pluto, Freevee, all for free with ads, obviously. You can rent it on Amazon Prime for $1.99. I don't know if it's HD or not, but I know that... Oh, HD is $2.99 apparently on Amazon Prime or Google and YouTube. You can watch all three of those in HD. Ah. So I don't know if you can watch it in 4K uh, anywhere, but you can for HD. Scream Factory put it out the actual 4K of it. It's one of theirs. That's the first one I've ever gotten. So thank you very much, Plimpke. I really appreciate it. So if you want to pick it up from them, you can if you're a fan of it, but if you don't want anything spoiled, here is your warning. All right, guys, so there's a lot of really crazy stuff about this. I'm going to probably fill up most of this uh, spoiler section with that, and then we'll maybe mention a couple things that happen. By the way, it is fucking scorching hot in this goddamn house, by the way. Power hour. We're sweating balls right now. Literally. Oh nice. It's not that bad. I'm sweating. I've never sweat when we were recording before. Okay. Ever. Well, well, I hate sweating. Calm down, bud. (laughs) Anyway, so there was a planned sequel with this one with Talon returning called Tales of the Ancient Empire, which said coming soon at the end of the credits. Oh. And it never happened. Well, it kind of did. They did make a movie with Kevin Sorbo called Hmm. Albor. 
Tales of the Ancient Empire, which had literal no money. They did it so fast that they had extra money laying around and they didn't use it in all the great places. Even Albert was like, "Mm, yeah, it sucks. (laughs) But it came out in 2010. It says a princess is on a quest to unite the five greatest warriors to save her kingdom from a demon sorceress. So that didn't happen. Oh, I guess it did happen, but I, I don't know if I'd watch it. <laughs> but if you ever wanted wow. to see the sequel, there it is. Kevin Sorbo fling his ding ding all around. He was Hercules. Oh, OK. Thank you. Yeah. Sam Raimi's Hercules. OK. <laughs> all right. <laughs> anyway, while pitching for this movie, Albert was kicked out of a pitch. They said, yeah, please don't come back. We don't want anything to do with you. <laughs> <laughs> it happened a lot because Albert Pion was not really like good at what he was doing yet. He was really young. And if you see pictures of him, you'll see. He looks mm-hmm. like like really wet behind the ears, like as far as a kid, you know. And it's surprising he got into this. And uh, I guess he just pitched the right guy. Mm-hmm. And he told him that the, you know, the Excalibur movie did really good. They were like, we don't want anything to do with you. We don't want anything. There's another place that he went to. They were like, we don't want anything to do with you. Just go. We don't, we don't have time for you. And he's like, look, just he told the, the the secretary, he was like, look, can you just tell whoever it is that I just need 60 seconds of their time and that there was an Excalibur movie that did really well. And this is along those lines, the same type of movie. Mm-hmm. And they said, OK, you got 60 seconds. And then he told him a short version, even had like the, the like I said, the storyboard done, everything. Mm-hmm. They didn't look at it or anything. They were like, sold. Oh, wow. And he was like, well, how much, you know, can we do? And they were like, well, give you a million and a half. And he was like, really? Like, <laughs> holy crap. Really? <laughs> so, yeah, he was really surprised by that, which is funny. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. they just handed a kid who's never done shit before, you know, <laughs> a ton of money. Like It's almost like you can't do that nowadays. You can't. Right. It's not shit. That's like Ice T walking in saying, "No, you're gonna fucking hire me." <laughs> he threw his demo tape at him and said, "You're gonna hire me." That's literally how he got the fucking gig, dude. Right. I, that's funny because Ice T was just at Kane's over here in Scottsdale. Really? During National Ice Tea Day, handing out iced teas. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me! I'm not me, kidding dude. you. Google it. <laughs> that's Google like it. that's like salt and pepper. Like flush it real good like your career is flushing down the toilet that's a great oh i just too much man that's too much you still have to make money though i mean this is america i mean hey look i ain't gonna go down there and slap the dick out of the dude's mouth but like come on there's other ways i'm just (laughs) okay i'm kidding there's no sex shaming here okay What's he going to do next? Be working in a fucking like, what is the hot dog? What's that hot dog stand where they like, they make the lemonade where the girls, it's all sexually suggestive. Do you know what I'm talking about? The lemonade stand, the hot dog lemonade place? Oh, at the mall? Yeah. Oh my God. What was that place called? I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. Iced tea, pouring iced tea is a little too much in my book. All right. That's not how you sell albums. Let's put it that way. I don't think he's making albums. Yeah, I guess not anymore. He's I mean, he's like older than us. Is he doing like nursery rhymes for kids or something like that next? Is he? <laughs> he's got a new song. You're where... so mean. I'm just saying it's too much, man. So I mean. like Ice T, but that kind what of. What is he supposed to do then? I don't know, man. Like write music. <laughs> don't pour Ice T. Are you tea. gonna buy a 55 year old man's rap music? I mean, I still listen to his shit. Yeah. Yeah, from from like. 20 years ago. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Just trying to put now, it Now when I listen to it, I'm going to be thinking of him talking about popping a cap in a fucking police officer's head and then him pouring some iced tea <laughs> for an officer. 
<laughs> Great, thanks, Ice T. <laughs> High see, five! See, you're the one who wants him to make music. <laughs> That's what you're gonna get. I don't know. It's too much. <laughs> He's pouring iced tea and fucking raising canes. What the fuck, dude? Iced tea. <laughs> it's too much. Sorry, man. I mean, I hope he doesn't like get mad at me because I have mad respect for the motherfucker. But that's just, you know, get your money, man. I he guess. He lives here. He can come and kill you. Oh, don't tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I seriously do listen to his shit, though. Like, I really do. I've always respected him, even when he did the kangaroo shit with fucking Tank Girl. Like, I still liked his shit. He just did a bunch of uh, Tide Pod commercials, too. Oh, God. Well, no, and he also did that, the the fucking fake calls, the robocalls thing. Yeah, for Tide. Yeah. Yeah. No, it wasn't for Tide? Cell phones. Oh, okay. Why would Tide have anything to do with robocalling? No, because in the commercial for the Tide one, they were on the phone calling people. So that's what I thought oh, you meant. Oh, is that the one with Steve Austin? Yeah. Okay. Because they, they want you to use cold okay, water. That's cute. But if he's actually pouring iced tea for fucking people at a fucking fast food Jesus joint. Christ. It isn't like he's working there uh, all the time. He was there for National Iced Tea Day. His name is Iced Tea. Damn, there better be some fucking gin and juice or something like <laughs> fucking some gin in that fucking iced it's tea. It's not Snoop Dogg. What are you <laughs> talking about? <laughs> I don't know how far he's come, you know, like... <laughs> Talking about shooting cops and shit, and now he's like fucking pouring iced tea. And Are you kidding tea. me? Then look at Snoop Dogg. He's hanging out with Martha Stewart. All right, that's enough. And shit. It's enough. Okay, Everyone's we're, dead. We're, the world's we're, falling apart. We're I hate very the world. Sidetracked. Okay. This is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that is the seventh seal. He has broken the seventh seal, Christina. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> So what were, what were we talking about? <laughs> oh, this Sword in the so- Stone movie? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway, so they shot the Sword in the Sorcerer, all of it in L.A. too, which the producers thought they were going to have to do this in Europe. So they were even more happy that they didn't. They only had a million and a half. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and, So Albert had just like his a ton of money, mm-hmm. you know, to do all this crazy shit. But the producers were really difficult with him. Mm-hmm. They wanted to have like David Hasselhoff in there, by the way. He was supposed to play the main guy. But one of the like the the wardrobe people were like, have you seen his arms and legs? He's got like chicken legs. <laughs> he's not like a beefy dude. Right. He's tall. Yeah. But he's like not a fucking barbarian sword man. Right. So we have to you can't you really need to rethink this. So he did. And he was like, you're right. I, uh, this is probably not a good idea. So. They didn't use him. I also mentioned how they just kind of wing the story. Like, no wonder the fucking story doesn't make any goddamn sense. Richard Lynch apparently was on cocaine (laughs) throughout the entire production of it, by the way. (laughs) I would have been too. Which, you know, with how young Albert Pyun was, he didn't even know what cocaine was. (laughs) He was just handed it. He He was like, okay. No, Albert Pyun didn't do the cocaine. He was told that fucking Richard Lynch was. (laughs) He was like, because one of the people in the wardrobe or makeup or whatever were like, yeah, he's doing cocaine. So that's probably why he's all amped up and stuff. And he was like, well, it's making his performance really good so i guess that's okay he's like i don't know what what is this cocaine (laughs) (laughs) so anyway so that later that night richard lynch and him got fucking wrecked on an eight ball so i'm kidding (laughs) 
but he said it definitely did make him more intense, which he was, uh, I don't know if you know, remember Micah, which was the brother who gets the crown at the end of the movie and Talon's like, I don't want to be king, you be king. Right. You're the guy that's supposed to be king. Right. And it's like, really, Talon's the guy that should be king, but... And I thought they were the same person the entire movie. Right. <laughs> so he's like, well, no, they're not, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so like, Micah was getting manhandled by Richard Lynch. That he was complaining about it. And oh, my God. He, he was like, because Richard Lynch was literally high as fuck on coke, <laughs> grabbing the back of his hair and going, you motherfucker, <laughs> you listen to me, and he's jerking his neck around like a fucking rag. <laughs> By the way, the thing I was going to mention about Richard Lynch, which I found out through God told me to, which is in the extras, uh-huh. that Larry Cohen was talking about, like this scene in the movie where they show his body. Richard Lynch and he was like I wanted to ask Richard Lynch because I saw him in his dressing room with his top off and he had burn marks all over him mm-hmm. well apparently in the 60s the early, late 60s Richard Lynch had was a fucking wild man it was the 60s man so you know everybody was doing drugs and shit they're all on LSD right shit. this yeah. was like mind expanding shit you know fucking Mushrooms you know, and- people were doing it because they wanted to, to 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 realize the truth about life because everything was going nuts. Mm-hmm. And fucking, he took some LSD and had a re- really bad trip and grabbed a can of gasoline and poured it on himself and lit himself on fire. Oh my god! Real shit. I'm not joking. I watched the fucking document. I watched the interview he had. It's on YouTube. You can look it up. Just look up Richard Richard uh, Lynch. Mm-hmm. Talks about setting himself on fire or wherever you know something like that mm-hmm. and uh yeah he said man it was the worst trip he's I like bet. Jesus. but he survived it you know and he did it while he was tripping yes oh, shit. i bet you it helped like you know because you just don't realize but i don't know did, I don't it, know. did it sober him up <laughs> <laughs> you know i don't know do you get right. real, or do you go to heaven all of a sudden because you're in so much pain i don't know i don't know anyway uh but albert Caught a lot of shit for this movie because he was like very siding with the the actors a lot of times because he's still wet around the ears. You know, I, I keep saying he's young, he's new, he's fresh. He didn't really know how to direct. Okay, mm-hmm. that, that's that's what he said. Even he was like, you know, I was new at this. I didn't. I that's not my style to just yell at people and tell them what to do. He said that the producers, the wife and the the husband team, were telling him to tell the women to take their tops off, even though it wasn't in the script. Oh my! And that, oh, that's in that harem okay. situation, mm-hmm. you know, where he, where fucking Talon comes through with the window mm-hmm. and then lands on top of fucking one of the women. There's real glass that falls on her. Almost. It was real because I, mean, I was like, I don't know for sure, but it looked like it looked real. It looked kind of real. I mean, probably not, but you know what I mean. Like, it just doesn't seem very safe. And I remember in that scene, too, because after he fell through the window, somebody else, I remember him grabbing a piece of the glass to, like, off the window to, like, make sure nobody, it looked, I was like, oh, what? why is he moving the glass? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't see that. That scene, like, stuck out to me. That's kind of weird. So when the girls are all laying there nude, essentially, that was not Albert's choice. That was the producer's choice, and they almost fired him for it. In fact, there were so many times that he disagreed with the producers and him trying to control his fucking movie that he tried to quit multiple times. Yeah, makes sense. And he, he like, literally was so fed up with all of them that that Lee Horsley, the lead actor, Talon, Mm -hmm. was like, don't, don't leave, man. Look, don't get worked up. I understand they're treating you like shit. They're, you know, but you're, you know, if they fire you, that's one thing. 
but don't leave on your own. Mm-hmm. He's like, this is your first film. This is important for you. You need to do this, man. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, and, and if you think about it this way, he's like, if you leave, you're leaving all their problems with us. Mm-hmm. You're the only one that's standing in between us. And we like you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, it's exactly. like middle management. Right. <laughs> he was like, so he was like, fine. Okay. But even he was like threatened to be fired by everybody all the time. Oh, so it was just like this fucking uproarious fucking terrible time. He said, I can't imagine anybody had a good time on set with this movie. Mm-hmm. And the only ones that did, in fact, were the special effects guys <laughs> who really didn't have anything to do. They just made the stuff beforehand and had it all ready for them mm-hmm. when it was ready to shoot. And that was it. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to do um, like they like had a choice. They gave uh, the producers a choice. They were like, we can do these set shots where we just do a set piece and you have a specific angle that you shoot from it and nothing else. Or we can do like the full set, you know, where we cover all the bases just in case you want to move the camera around a lot. And they were like, no, we'll we'll do the cheaper one because we want to save money. Mm-hmm. And so that they had nothing to do. <laughs> So, you know, that's probably why Mm -hmm. they had no idea what was going on on the set. Now, even though there was he was under pressure to be fired all the time, it they even shut him down, by the way, in the editing room. They wouldn't even let him like come into the editing room at all. Oh, my God. He said that they literally sabotaged. He thinks that they sabotaged his movie intentionally. Mm hmm. Because they didn't like one that he's this Hawaiian boy who's like, you know, right. Japanese, like telling them what to do and stuff like that. And like, mm-hmm. so they didn't really respect him. They didn't think he was confident enough in which he wasn't, you know, because, right. you know, he even said that uh, one of the main actors that had been in a lot of movies and stuff, he was new that he had been doing film for years, like decades. Mm-hmm. And he was like, everybody was like in awe of him when he came in. It was like one of the like fathers in the movie or something, like one of the like kings. And he okay, was like, yeah. he was like a famous guy. One of the famous guys in there right. who'd been a lot of famous movies and everybody was in awe and they were like, Oh my God, it's, it's him, you know, like, right. and he was so like, he got anxiety from that. And he said, wow. and he went to Albert Pion and he was like, yo, he's like, I'm not feeling it, man. I'm like, I've lost my confidence. And <laughs> Albert was like, I didn't know how to tell. I've never told somebody how to get confidence <laughs> before. He was like, well, just try your best, man, I guess. You know? <laughs> so he was like. <laughs> that was a pep talk. So he like fucked up all his lines a million times. Like he was apologizing nonstop. Aww. So I feel, you know, like this is a fucking disaster. You know, we're talking like this is everything was going wrong. And, you know, when you're when you're working on a project, when, like when you're on tour, like I was, mm-hmm. shit goes wrong all the time. And you just try to fix it as quick as you can and move on. Right. The, you know, this problems happen. Nothing goes perfect. You, if you're watching a show and, it, and it, it's a good show, just know that a lot of people, whatever it is, whatever it's live or on TV or whatever is being made. A lot of people had to suffer to make that shit happen. Right. So, you know, that's why I respect movies so much, even if they're shit, Mm -hmm. because of that. (laughs) Because it does not always work out like you think it is. Everybody's like, oh, they just hit a little button. And they were like, yeah, there's a movie. You know. (laughs) Right. Anyway. So Richard Mole, who played the sorcerer, who was the lizard guy. Oh, okay. In the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. He played the warlock sorcerer. And if you're wondering who Richard Maul is, he's the bailiff in Night Court. Oh, that's right. He was also in like, I think he was in like the blind dead as well as like one of the like 
creatures. One of the bad guys or something like that. He's played a bad guy in a lot, a ton of movies. I think he was even in, um, shit, what's that one that Howard, the ugly guy who was like the ice cream man? No idea. Anyway, he was in a movie where he's a kid at a like military school, and then Howard Mole plays the like sorcerer guy that lives in the basement where the book is or whatever. He's just been a lot of those characters, but he had a really bad time with this movie too because the contact, the full scleral contact lenses that he was wearing at the time, and we're talking 82 guys, were fusing to his eyeballs, and he had to have actual surgery to get them removed. Oh, my God. So if you can imagine oh my God. being an actor dealing with that. I can't even stand getting my eyes checked. I mean, your eyes, that's your I mean, everything. I can't even, I don't even like to put on eyeliner. Right. <laughs> imagine putting those in an 82. Ugh. Anyway, so needless to say, at the premiere, Albert hid. <laughs> he did not want to be a part of this. He hid in the bathroom. He waited in the stall and he heard people coming in and saying, well, I, I guess it was better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> and that was the best thing he heard about. Oh, the my movie. gosh. So he didn't like the cut. You know, he doesn't like how it was put together. He feels like he had no control over it. He said it was the biggest lesson he ever learned about movie making is that they're going to take it from you every time. And he learned that, you know, how important it was to work with specific people Mm -hmm. that you work well with. Which is why all these people work with the same people over and over and over again. Why fucking fix something if it's not broke? That's Mm -hmm. what they think. But even with all that, it still made seven million the first week. It was worldwide. It's crazy. And it was forty million just about all over the world. Yeah. Which you know that gave him a lot of credit <laughs> mm-hmm. for jobs and stuff. And he said that he got at least thirty jobs out of that one movie. Oh well, that's good. That started his whole career. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he said his race played a really big part in having a hard time selling movies. Even after that, though. Mm-hmm. because they were like, oh, he did that movie that was really successful. They made a lot of money on that one, but oh, great, let's get that director in. They're like, wait, you're Asian? You know, they're like, oh, you're Japanese. Oof. You know, like they were kind of being like that to him. And, and he was not like the type of guy that would dress up in suits and stuff. Right. He was like, you know, just him. He's a Hawaiian. He, very eccentric, <laughs> you know, Hawaiian dude by yeah. himself who was very deep into Japanese culture mm-hmm. and, you know, didn't speak a perfect English all the time. I think in the beginning he did a little bit, but he speaks perfect now. You know, so he said that he just had some troubles with that. And it, you know, it was always a struggle in his life with making movies. So I don't think he ever always got the respect that he probably deserved in some regards. So also another thing about Albert Pion is that he was very honest and open about having dementia. Yeah. During his interview, I saw that part, which I was like, holy shit, he's got dementia. Like, Like, how is he even having a conversation? But it it must be early onset. If it's early onset, it takes a while takes a while yeah i don't know i mean it's just kind of sad you know after hearing all that shit about the fucking movie and then finding out that he has dementia yeah and he remembers it (laughs) wow sorry sorry that was rude i mean yeah you know what i mean though like like you don't you know when you think about your memories you don't want to remember bad things if i were him and i wanted to document all of my memories i would start just taking a video camera out and talking about all the movies that he made. Mm-hmm. And then somebody in the future one day can just make a documentary about fucking Albert Pune. Or somebody could just do a three-part <sighs> TikTok. 
three-part TikTok. Talking right? about him. Stop it. That's so ridiculous. No, it's not. A, a documentary versus three TikToks, Christina? You probably make more money off the TikToks. Hey, Lucio Fulci. You know what? I know you're a master and all, but let's do three TikToks instead of a full documentary. What the fuck are you talking about? What world are you living in? I don't know. What world are you living in? <laughs> Fucking, what are you, eight? <laughs> I like TikTok, but not like that. <laughs> Christina, documentaries are an art form, you too. Don't watch the same stuff I do. Okay, well, I don't know. I just sounded fucking terrible. <laughs> Good, I hope you cut it all out. She's mad at me. Last bit of trivia, and then we'll move on to the next movie because, you know... Yeah, we're just going to move on to the next movie because I've spent so much time here. Okay, good. But this is just fascinating, yeah, isn't this it? Is, this is more fascinating than the movie, like right. you said earlier. So this is like, I found all this stuff out in like an hour in the extras. And there was like other extras that I didn't even get to watch yet. But that was so informative. I was like, I don't even need to look. I didn't even look at IMDb's trivia. I was like, fuck it. This is the best shit ever. Like, I'm done. Like, you know. Um, but yeah, he he said that one of the inspirations for this movie and why he wanted to do it so much, that he was a, ch a product of his childhood and that he used to love the samurai movies of the Baby Carton Peril series, the Lone Wolf and Cub movies. Oh, the the, the shit you like. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> the assassin fucking samurai mm -hmm. assassin or whatever. Mm -hmm. the, the set that I have that we've talked about on the show before. Mm -hmm. And in some of the gore that's in that movie is directly resembling where they split the dude in the face in the movie. Oh, okay. Is from the Baby Cart Peril series. All right. And I was like, that's so cool. Like, I'd love I that. See. Mm -hmm. But it makes sense. You know, I mean, these are the Baby Cart and Peril series was like 70s stuff. Mm -hmm. So, but that's it. I just thought that was fucking awesome. I thought it was really interesting. Is it a great movie? There is some good parts in the movie. I, I would love to spell them. Like one of the things, I'll just say this really quick. One of the things I loved is the very beginning of the movie when they resurrect the fucking demon. There is so much promise and so much potential in that scene alone. Oh, yeah, yeah. That I was like, oh my God, this is going to be amazing. Yeah. Get out of the way, witch. Right. <laughs> then it tears her heart out. The fight scenes were pretty bad. That's mm. another bad thing about this with, movie. Yeah, with like styrofoam not swords and shit. The dialogue is laughable, which is kind of a good thing. Uh, it kind of adds to the ridiculousness of this movie. It's highly misogynistic, you know. Yeah. They talk about, you know, like he goes to save the princess based on the fact that her brother has been captured by this guy. Right. And he's like, so you think I'm just going to go save your brother for one night with you? And she slaps him. And then he's like, ha, ha, ha. well, let's just say you better have the proper liniments and perfumes for that night. But I am your man. Oh, it's like, oh God. oh, God. And then at the very end of the movie, they <laughs> he saves everybody. Right. And they have this scene where he swings from the chandelier. And by the way, we thought this whole scene, this design was directly designed after a club that we used we used to go to oh, yeah. out here. And it, it looks like it. It really does. Palazzo. The Palazzo. Palazzo, yeah. Where we used to go to Transylvania, which was a Friday night adventure for goth, goth industrial. It was goth night, yeah. Yeah, it was goth industrial. Yeah. They did both. Yeah. But uh, it looks exactly like it in there. Mm -hmm. So we watch him swing. And she's like, say, don't we have some business to attend? He's like, ha, 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 I guess you're right. Ugh. 
two dick, two or three dick jokes in the movie. There was three small dick jokes, small that, the, dick w- jokes. that the women made. Yeah, but it was oh, actually it was he so... made one as well. Oh, did he? He was about to rape that that girl. Uh-huh. And then Talon comes up and he's like, oh. he's like, hey, what's your problem? Why don't you get the fuck out of here? And he's like, well, I have just uh, looks like you have a small problem over there. And he's like, excuse God. me. And he's like, looks down. And he's like, small problem, you motherfucker. <laughs> Stupid. Anyway. Horrible. So well, pure garbage. <laughs> it's not pure garbage. It's, I know. It's, I'm, it's, it's, it's I'm being funny. Wonderful garbage. It's, it's terrific garbage. It's. I don't know. It's terrific. It's terribly good. Anyway, so we do have another movie that is called Crawl. I did the work on this one. This is a movie that came out the next year. And to my, to our uh, unsurprise, it is a better movie than the other one. <laughs> yes. Shocking. Spoiler alert. <laughs> anyway, Crawl is a PG film. It's not a rated R movie. And they really push the boundaries on this film. I'll get into that more later. But it's about a prince and a fellowship of companions that set out to rescue his bride from a fortress of alien invaders who have arrived on their home planet. Yeah, (laughs) which is great. I actually really love the concept of that. Um, It's simple, but awesome. The tagline for this movie is a world light years beyond your imagination. This is by director Peter Yates, who did Murphy's War, The Deep, Year of the Comet. A bunch of dramas, actually, like a ton of them, really, which is surprising because I've always felt like Crawl was actually a really great film. It was written by Stanford Sherman, who did Ice Pirates. No big surprise there. Makes Ice a lot Pirates? of sense. Isn't it a porn? Well, they're space pirates that have swords. Think about oh, it. It's okay. totally within the same vein. Okay. It's a comedy, but with sex and shit in it. Oh, okay. Uh, any. He did a movie called Any Which Way You Can, The Man Who Wasn't There. He worked on a lot of the Batman TV series in the 60s, uh, 15 episodes of which. Wow. And he worked on The Man From U.N.C.L.E., the TV show, too. Quite a few episodes of that. The music in it is by none other than the famous James Horner, who did movies like Titanic, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, Sorceress, Star Trek 3, The Search for Spock, Cocoon 1 and 2, Amazing Stories, which always had the best fucking intro. Mm -hmm. You got Aliens, Captain EO, Willow, like American Tale and the sequel to it, Five Goes West or whatever, you know. Swing Kids, Jumanji. Oh my God, did you just say Swing Kids? Yeah. Totally underrated Christian Bale movie. (laughs) No, literally, that was like one of my favorite movies as a teenager. I love Swing Kids. We'll have to watch it again. We'll have to watch it again. Yeah, I haven't watched it in a long time. We really should. He also did Jumanji, The Land Before Time, The Karate Kids, Spider-Man, No Way Home, and the new Avatar that's coming out. We also have Derek Meddings, who did the special visual effects, and he started with that puppet show, The Thunderbirds Go. Remember that? No. It was like all like puppets, kind of like America, fuck yeah, like fucking those kind of things. South Park. Yeah. Well, no, Marinette. Not South Park. Marinette. No, the movie that they did. I know. The puppets are called Marinettes. Marinettes. <laughs> Marinettes? Yeah. that's Marinade. No. You know the the married with the, children, the puppets with the strings, marionettes. Yeah, isn't that what those are? It's marionettes. Mar- yeah, I know. That's why I was I was trying to get the right pronunciation. I'm sorry, I was just trying to tease you. Anyway, jerk. But yeah, so Derek Meddings did a lot of stuff, including like Superman, 
a lot of the Superman movies, like one, two, and three, which if you remember in part three with Richard Pryor, they had that really scary fucking practical effects moment where the person's face gets all fucked up in the electronics, mm-hmm. like some of the scariest shit ever. Uh, he did Land of the Time Forgot, Invaders from the Deep, High Spirits, Moonraker, and The NeverEnding Story 2. NeverEnding Story. And three, not the first two one. Three, two and three, two and three, two and three. Uh, we also have Steven Grimes, who was the production designer. I looked him up because I thought that the production design in this movie was insanely good. It was. And it is so outside the realm of this person's regular stuff that they did. They did Never Say Never Again, which is like a fucking 007 movie. Uh, Haunted Summer, Murder by Death, Out of Africa. They never did anything as grandiose that this was like. And honestly, I would compare it next to like Ridley Scott's like aliens type shit. Mm-hmm. Like it's that good and mm-hmm. that inspired. We also have Nick Maley who did the creature effects in it. He was the guy that did the Cyclops in this movie. He also did the beast in this movie, which is the really cool fucking makeup. More on that later. He also did the woman in the web, the old makeup that she wore oh that was really good plus he did versions of empire the uh, strikes back yoda chewbacca and a ton of creatures in the star wars cantina scene including the fly creature greedo ah. and like a ton more plus he worked on movies like life force highlander and plenty more as well so thought it was notable wanted to bring it up mm-hmm. some of the cast in this movie we had ken marshall who plays colwyn who i thought did a pretty fucking good job in this movie he's very charming and he fit the role perfectly. He did Star Trek Deep Space Nine, Silk Stockings, Jag, and really not that much more. I thought he was pretty charismatic, really. So I was a little disappointed to see that it didn't really do that much for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have Lisette Anthony, who plays the princess, Lysa. She was in Oliver Twist, like a production of that out in the UK, I guess. And... Uh, then did a TV series. She was in The Emperor's New Clothes. A lot of UK productions that I'm not familiar with. A lot of TV shows. She did Dark Shadows in the 90s for about eight episodes. She was also- Did you say Dark Shadows? Yeah, did you watch the 90s one? Yes, I did. That's okay. what made me watch the older ones. I forget what she played. I forgot to write it down at least. Oh, it's okay. I don't care. She was also in the music video for Depeche Mode called I Feel You. Ah. I feel you. We got it. We know what it is. And I don't is. want to get striked. Uh, she was also in Dr. Jekyll and Mrs. Hyde from 95, Dracula Dead and Loving It, Misbegotten, Strippers vs. Werewolves, and a new one coming out called Book of Nightmares, probably an anthology. Mm-hmm. We also have Freddie Jones, who plays in here. He was in Dune, The Elephant Man, The Count of Monte Cristo, The Satanic Rites of Dracula, Son huh. of Dracula, huh. Zulu Don, Firestarter, The NeverEnding Story 3, which Never I don't even think I saw. You got to stop. <laughs> Straight to V. Yeah, stop. <laughs> we also have Francesca Annis, who plays the Widow of the Web. She's also named Lysa. She was in Dune. The Gravy Train Goes East, which is a TV miniseries. She was also in Headhunters, The Libertine, Flesh and Blood TV series. We also have Alan Armstrong, who played Torquil. He was the leader of the Raiders that, that teamed up with them. He was in The Mummy Returns, Van Helsing, Sleepy Hollow. The Underworld TV series, General Hospital back in the 70s, by the way, (laughs) and Married with Children. He played Trevor, which was like five episodes in that, I guess. Hmm. Um, And he was in the Rucker Hour movie Split Second. Oh, okay. We also have David Batley, I guess. 
He plays Ergo, the conjurer. He was in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory as he played Mr. Turkentine, which I don't remember, but he was also in a series called Relative Strangers and That's Your Funeral, which was really popular. And we also have Bernard Breslau, who played Cyclops, who was, uh, I believe, a stuntman, too. But he did Jabberwocky, which is the Monty Python guys or somebody's production that was part of Monty Python. The Fifth Musketeer, the Book of the Book Tower TV series. And he was also Varga, an ice warrior in the 60s Doctor Who TV series. Plus, we got Liam Neeson, which I'm not going to tell you what he's in. He plays one of the youngest roles here. I will find you. He is going to find you, and he will kill you in this movie. <laughs> he was in Batman Begins. He doesn't have money either. <laughs> Probably didn't get much for this movie either. <laughs> but he will find you, and he will kill you. Uh, Christina, what did you think of this movie? Well, if Star Wars took place at the Renaissance Festival... But yeah, I can see they probably it's, borrowed from it. Yeah, well, it's like, it's that tale. Oh, oh a princess gets kidnapped and, and she's trapped in a tower. A, and then a band tale. a band of merry men have to go and save her. Well, I mean, if women would have like, evolved faster, we would have oh had... Oh my God, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I did like the feel of how this was like futuristic. and sure. Like almost like Dune. I like the mix. Funny. Yeah, I like the mix of it too. And like the set design, like you said, was really good in this. The costume design was really good too. It it worked well rather than the other movie. Sure. The love story tackiness is fucking cringy as fuck. I hated that. Eh, it wasn't um, that bad to me. What did I say? I already said yes. Set design, costume. I already said N- uh, Liam Neeson is so young in this. So young. It's so crazy. Um. He had like a mullet yeah, and eight wives too. By the way. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, he must have been Mormon. Yeah. Do you think they have Mormons in this timeline? Think, think of how many children he'd have to go out and rescue. Oh my gosh. If he, if he doesn't have money either, he's, he, but he does have a very good set of skills. That kid. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, to be honest, this kind of made me want to watch The Princess Bride. Does that make uh, sense? Okay. I think it's, it's again, better than that. It's same storyline, but it was so funny. Um, I don't know. This was, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So I gave it a six out of 10. Um, I will say the most memorable, I thought I'd never seen this before, but then I saw the Spider-Woman scene and I have seen this movie before. Okay. Because that scene is very iconic. Mem- it's, yeah, it really is. Yeah. It really There's is. a lot of iconic stuff in this movie for me. Mm-hmm. Like growing up and seeing that this was in my fucking parents like VHS or beta machine like always. Uh-huh. And it was always on TV as well. Right. Because it was a PG movie that they could play nonstop. Right. So like. Yeah, the music from James Horner Horner is just fucking iconic as fuck. Like they've used it in other fucking like I think Roger Corman movies. Like I don't know how they got away with it, but they like licensed it or something or mimicked it. I I I I'm not sure. I was gonna look into it deeper, but I didn't. But let's just say this is a childhood favorite of mine. Okay, I watched this movie religiously all the time. If it popped on, there was no way I was looking away. This was one of the best fantasy films I ever watched as a kid, other than Star Wars. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, which is also a fantasy sci-fi film, you know, like they're mixing the two things in there. And you're right. It is very similar. Mm-hmm. So and I love both of those. You know, I love Star Wars and I love fucking this movie just as much. And I like this one because I was also into horror and stuff, too. And there was more. This is scarier. Mm-hmm. So I kind of it was a different like brand of Star Wars kind of stuff. Mm hmm. Um, 
But I think this is a movie that's a class of its own. It has demonic sorcerer mixed with fantasy, swords, magic, and monsters from space. It's a fucking, you know, a package of a film that is like dark fantasy through and through with plenty of fun and amazing adventures that kids will just love with creatures that are fucking dark and fucked up and scary. And they have some pretty cool, like fun, like adventures that happen in this movie. Like the sets are fucking beautiful. Like they picked all the right locations for this movie. They designed all the right shit for it, in my opinion. Um, you know, some of the best work by the designer, in my opinion, which we mentioned already, the production designer really just went out of their comfort zone and made like a, just a drool worthy sets that were like aliens or alien. It's just super unique. Plus, all the characters you meet in this movie are really entertaining, you, even the annoying ones. Mm-hmm. Like they all are really characterized versions that you feel like you want to root for. They don't all get along, but they do. And it's just interesting that way. Dynamic. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you want to see these guys succeed. Whereas the other movie, it's like, I don't know who I'm rooting for. I just want to see people die at this point, please. Like you match that with the great storyline and a killer score that blazes across the screen to all the wonderful special effects that you get to see on the screen. And you got a really seriously classic film that, to me, is very much in line with something like, what's that Greek movie? Like, Clash of the Titans, uh, mm-hmm. you know, was for that generation. Mm-hmm. Like, Crawl is for our generation, you know what I mean? Like, it's just that big. Is it? To me, it is. I really, <laughs> like, I like I like the Clash of the Titans as well. I think it's a fantastic movie. Oh, well, yeah. Um, The original, by the way. Just so you know. Oh, yeah, that's right. They remade it. Yeah, which is eh, yeah, not good. No. It's interesting. More story, but not as great of adventures. No. But um, it's just a classic film for me. One that's PG, and it scared me a lot of times because there were some moments in the in the movie where some of the black army are screeching and, like, these slugs pour out of their heads and, like, people are mimicked and fucking melt and bubble and shit like that. <laughs> it's fucking terrifying it was for me as a kid but i got over it it made me interested in horror a lot of, you know because it was like a very high early entry mm-hmm. you know when i was a kid so i don't know i just think it's far ahead of so many other fantasy films in the small subgenre and it still holds up to me as a classic movie i used to rewatch this so many times christina like i can't even tell you mm-hmm. like i don't know it's just full of dark fantastic wonder and adventure and i'd give it at least an eight Jesus. If not more, that's probably a nine. That's nostalgia talking. I can't there. help it. I mean, I like it. Whether you like it or not, it doesn't matter because what I saw at that time was nothing like it. Oh, yeah, I know. The Star Wars is the closest thing. That time has passed. Yeah, well, so is Star Wars. <laughs> that time has passed. Yeah, but, but they have continued on. I mean, I'm not a hater, by the way, guys. I don't get all fucking twisted. And no, shit. I'm not a hater either. I don't care about the like the movies. The movies didn't really matter because I'll always have the nostalgia to me. So I don't really care. And Crawl is one of those movies that's very nostalgic to me. Mm-hmm. And anybody else out there who loves it just as much as me, throw your fucking hands up. Throw your fists in the air, ODJ. Okay. So yeah, fuck you, Christina. Yeah. Don't shit on my goddamn childhood. Mm-hmm. Can you yell a little bit louder, please? <laughs> <laughs> so it's a seven out of ten because of Christina. Oh. Uh, if I make it a nine, then it's an eight. Oh. So, oh. 
So we'll just say 7.5 out of 10. You and your goddamn decimals, I swear You and your God. goddamn low number scoring. What is it? Six is not low. It is such a way For better a story. a PG movie from 1983 that compared I just to, watched. Compared to other fantasy films, Christina, of the time. The old, uh, what, Legend? Uh... The the fucking uh, the Jacob Dragon Slayer. I've never seen that. Dragon Slayer is a great movie. Uh, never seen it. Uh, something Hawk, <laughs> Lady Hawk. Yeah. Uh, uh, no. The Messenger. I don't fucking know. I can't think of everything right now. Anyway, so we do have some trivia, a little bit of trivia, and some. We're going to talk about some of our favorite scenes and what we liked, and then we're calling it quits, and then we're going to start our new Thank week. God. But if you don't want anything spoiled, you can actually watch this. On HBO Max, as a matter of fact, you can, if you have a subscription to that, you can watch it. Otherwise, you can rent it on any of your digital outlets for like three ninety nine HD. So good luck. Yes, good. God bless America. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you don't want anything spoiled, here is your warning, Christina. Alex, should we talk about the the trivia, or should we get some other stuff and mix it up? No, give me some trivia. Okay. So, as some of you may or may not know, some people think crawl. They don't know what crawl means. Yeah, what does it? What the fuck was the point of that title? It's the planet. They're crawlians. All oh, crawling around. All crawling around on their legs. <laughs> legs crawling around on their legs. I don't know. They're like fucking rats. I guess it's better than Tatooine. I don't know, I guess. Yeah, which, by the way, they do land on a double sun planet, which is crawl. So they did probably steal that from fucking... Well, I wouldn't say steal. I mean... Come on! You want to do a planet that's different. Of course you're going to throw a fucking couple I mean, of suns or moons and shit First of all, it. they're fucking... The, the fucking fortress is original as shit. It's a rock fucking, you know, spaceship with a dome on it. Mm-hmm. And it's it lands... You know, it settles like old school fucking sci-fi movies where the rocket would land on its legs. You know, it'd be like like they do in Tesla mm-hmm. or not Tesla, Tesla. like <laughs> <laughs> in X-Force, whatever the fuck the fucking uh, Avengers Elon Musk's or, oh, shit. SpaceX. SpaceX. Thank you. Yeah. Where they land on the bottom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for how many how many times we've, you know, I don't know. It's just it's just like that. I think it's really cool. I love that about it. Mm-hmm. They used about 10 sound stages to make this movie happen, including the 007 stages that were very popular, some of the biggest sound stages in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, they did use blue screen. I knew it. Back then. It was I knew called it. blue screen, not green screen. But it did turn out good because you thought it was all real and shit. Right. They did a lot of and different I was like, tricks. That's they did not post-processing. Real. They did all kinds of shit. I was like, that's not real. That's a set. And you were like, no. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. You got you to gotta do what you got to do to make the yeah, shit happen. Yeah, ex- exactly. I didn't say there was anything wrong with it. I'm just, I'm glad for myself that I knew. Okay, great. Okay, because they did a good job. All right, are you done now? They tricked you. It's a scam. <laughs> That's what fucking movie making is. It's all tricks. <laughs> They're not really on a planet called Crawl. Did you know that? I did not know that, Christina. <laughs> it's Tell pure, me more. Pure garbage. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there was a real tiger... In the movie that they used that one of the conjurers, ergo, <gasps> turns into. Oh, the, no. Call Tiger King. Yeah, this is interesting. You're going to want to hear this. Oh, okay. Sorry. So shut the fuck up. So there was another Titch, the character of the little boy Titch that played this role. Oh, my God. Did the tiger eat him? The tiger mauled him. Are you fucking and you're killed lying. Him. You're lying. He was the first kid that played This Titch. is one of the things that you're they doing. They had to go back and reshoot the movie. 
it cost them an extra $3 million to do so. You're lying to Yeah, me. I am lying. Okay. See, you can't do it anymore. <laughs> nice try, buddy. But no, they, he really did have a real lion lay or tiger lay on his lap. And the kid was like very ecstatic about it. I just think that's very dangerous. All right. Well, I guess. They were like, he was just a kitty. He was just a nice little kitty. And I'm like, you're lucky you're alive, kid. Well, you know what? At least he didn't get killed like some directors killed yeah, all right the okay well there was no helicopters in this movie so anyway <laughs> Jesus. ken who played colwyn performed many of his own stunts by the way he had trained boxing fencing wow and he ran and right oh and he had to train ride horses oh oh yeah that's right because the budwires horses are in this yeah the what <laughs> the clodsdales the clads. What did you say before? The, the Budweiser? The Budweiser. Budweiser horses are in this. <laughs> did I say wire? You said Budweiser. Oh, the Budweiser. You were so, the, you the were so excited wire. to get at, get out Budweiser. Yeah, because I have to you, talk before you talk over me. Budweiser. The Budweiser horses. We'll, get, we'll talk about that in a second. But he obviously let the stuntmen do the real thing. There was a scene in the movie where he goes to save Ergo, but it's too late. They fall into the, the hole that opens up. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And then the floor closes back up. Mm-hmm. Do you notice how close it was when they were shutting that thing and he barely got up and he had to pull his sword up at the at the last minute? Oh, I didn't notice. He almost got crushed. Wow. They practiced it multiple times. And he almost got crushed every single time. He said it was very close. <laughs> he said it was very close and that he was like scared wow. about that. But anyway. Oh, why didn't they use uh? why didn't they use a uh, fucking special effects? <laughs> they just, <laughs> just they kidding. pull up a fucking mannequin. That's my... <laughs> why didn't they just, just... Says the cameras right on him like in the face. You just see a mannequin <laughs> like its arm falls it's off like, into the fucking it's like frailing around like the swords like frailing around they put it like something to make it move weird so they think it's Give real it seizures and shit. they're like ah you know there's no such thing as dvds yet so we're just gonna have it they on beta know. they won't know uh anyway speaking of clydesdale so i don't know if anybody knows this but clydesdale are not horses that are typically ridden they're plow farm horse like wild yeah they are well no they oh they're working horses they're working horses because they are they can carry heavy weight Mm -hmm. technically they used to ride them over 500 years ago Mm -hmm. when suit of armors were so heavy that they needed those horses to to drive to ride them around or whatever so in this movie when they do the the flying horses to the music ding 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 And they have their, like, fire hooves, and they run off into Uh the sky. They had to train these horses for, like, five months. They said that, and the girl who plays the the main uh, prince, the princess or whatever, she was the first to ride it. Why didn't, that's silly to me. Why didn't they just use, like, horses that you could just use for that? Because they wanted to have something specifically different than you would normally see. Because, like, Clydesdale really make a statement when you put them on film. Yeah, and they true. were all wild horses, pretty much, and they had to tame wild them. Wild horses. Yeah. They said that they were actually a joy to work with, though. Like, mm-hmm. they were hard to get up on, but they were definitely, you know. Right. They they took to it, and it was okay. Oh, well, that's good. So, but uh, Nick Malley, who did the beast creature in the movie, 
he said that the outfit was probably for its time one of the most complicated makeup effects designs of its time. I bet. He said some of the parts on it were obviously animatronic, like the eyes, some of the hand stuff, and and like they had this breathing apparatus that would make its chest puff out a lot. That was you. They used water to make his chest move and stuff. It's like they should have just used a fucking mannequin. You know what I mean? What the fuck are you talking <laughs> like, about? Why do they even have a person? Just put a in wig that? on it? Like, yeah. Yeah, put some fucking clothes on because it? Because I don't even remember his face moving at all. Christina, the fucking. That is like some of the best practical effects in the it entire movie. It was. I'm not movie. saying it was bad. I why was didn't just you like, just use a mannequin? Why, why, do, why do they even fucking have a person in that? They should have just, you know. Well, they used a woman, so. What? That's probably why you're feeling that what way, because her performance was terrible. I'm just kidding. <laughs> What? It's a joke. Anyway, they used a woman That's in it because... That's a horrible joke, Alex. Well, they wanted to build Take it... Take it back. They wanted to build it bigger because, you know, obviously in the movie, they, they, they do a bigger camera. Like, they make it huge in the movie. Right. But if you look at her standing next to one of the special effects guys, she's like, she's like short. Right. So they had to use some camera tricks and stuff to make her, you know, look bigger. And they added some more weight to her. But, you know... It looked really cool. I, I, I thought that that creature is just so fucking crazy looking. Mm-hmm. The cover of the movie is fucking crazy looking as it is. Mm-hmm. So he really wanted to outdo himself. And I think he did an amazing job. So the slayers in the movie, I also really liked too, which Nick Malley did not like these things. Mm-hmm. Nick Malley's special effects guy. Oh, okay. He said that some other prop master, prop person made them. And when he first saw them, he was like, this looks like, you know, garbage man like what do you he didn't want to tell him that but he kind of like hinted at it Mm -hmm. like they look like they're going to be problematic and sure enough 10 days before they started shooting they came to him and said look if we can't fix these the movie's done like we don't know what we're going to do so he spent 10 days with his team coming up with a new design to fix or not a new design but a better more concept um, no not a concept oh. just a more workable design oh, okay. that would work with actors who were in suits oh, okay because they weren't thinking about it when they made it mm-hmm. he said that he would have made something much darker mm-hmm. which you know i oh. thought they were pretty dark and cool and the fact that the slugs come out of their fucking head was scary as shit yeah. to me as a kid and the screeching that they make but he right. he did uh 40 40 of those 40 outfits in 10 days. Wow. And he did some animatronic ones, too. That's a lot of cocaine. (laughs) Richard wasn't here for that one. (laughs) I think he was getting high on another set. The come down was hard. No, I'm just saying. I think he was uh, at a fire parade. That's a short amount of time to get that much work done. I'm kidding. I think he was doing some LSD somewhere. It's terrible. Horrible. Horrible. Uh, No, it's horrifying is what it is. But um, anyway, I just thought it was interesting. I always liked the Slayers. I thought they were really cool and unique and different because they're super dark, you know? And it's just, I don't know. It was just different, you know? Because I think that the creature, if he would have done those just as good as the creature effect for the beast, Mm -hmm. it would have taken away from the beast, I think. Mm -hmm. So I think it's kind of better that Slayers looked the way they did than what Nick Malley would have done with them, possibly. Okay, makes sense. What do you guys think? I mean, did you like the Slayers? Do you think that they could have added to it and make them better and it wouldn't have mattered and it wouldn't have taken away? Like, I would love to hear what you guys think. But yeah, that's pretty much it for the trivia on this movie. The only other thing that I can think of is just some scenes that we want to talk about. I think one of the things that makes this movie work 
especially over the other one, is there's a lot of moments that you share the adventures with. You're not just talking about it. You're sharing these adventures. And those adventures really make a big deal. Like, you know, when Ergo is comes in as a magic missile, he overshot oh, yeah. his he was like supposed to land. He landed in the lake. Yeah, he landed in the lake. He was he was he shot overshot by like four hundred and seventy miles or something like that, he said. Mm-hmm. And he landed in the lake and that's how you're introduced to him. Great character. He's a fuck up. He doesn't do anything right. He turns himself into a fucking goose, a dog, a fucking mm-hmm. pig, and then a tiger. Right. And then he becomes like a hero by the end. Then that's great. That's great writing. That's how you're supposed to do characters. He's and he's sketchy. He's sketchy about the guy who's like saving him this whole time. Right, but you find that's out so that funny. he's actually a pretty cool dude, you know? Yeah. Like he's not, you know, a great fighter, but he has the spirit of one. Mhm. And that's all it took to be in that he lives in this one, but ultimately in reality he probably would have died like five steps in, but Right, but we're not in reality. We're yeah. in crawl. We're in good story writing. We're in crawl, crawl, yeah. key, crawl. He would have been crawled the fuck up. Like, <laughs> they would have crawled him. I don't know what the fuck I'm laughing at anymore. <laughs> um, so I gotta tell you, the beginning of this movie gives some really good. The father's giving some really good advice to his princess daughter about oh. men. He oh, about her, how warriors don't make good husbands? Yeah, good fighters make bad husbands. Yeah. <laughs> it was said like five fucking times. Yeah, I know. Well, they wanted to lay it, it was, in there pretty yeah. heavy that he wasn't, that he wanted her to be loved by somebody who was a diplomat. Right. Somebody that would be more, you know, whatever. But he knew that she was safe in the hands of this guy. Because he's a fighter. And sure enough, we find out right in the beginning that, you know. He wasn't because she got kidnapped. Well, she he also got <laughs> shot, too. Yeah. Exactly. By the laser spear. Yeah. And the magical power witchcraft of Neosporin saved him. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> he got that shit from the future, man. Yeah, dude. That shit dude. fucking healed him overnight. That shit fucking heals you, bro. This uh, this, uh, this podcast is brought to you by Neosporin. Neosporin. Try magic right now. Try witchcraft. Worship Satan. At your local Walmart. <laughs> 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 anyway, so... <laughs> When he gets, when he wakes up, there was a funny part where fucking Colwyn whines about losing a father and the bride the same day. He's like, you haven't lost a father and a fucking bride the same day. And Yenir's like, yo, buck the fuck up, new king. We need to save her and build your kingdom once again. And Yenir is like, you'll need the power of the glaive, which is where they talk about the ancient symbol and shit, like Mm -hmm. right after that. But there was a part in the movie, like I have marked in here, the Cyclops where we meet the Cyclops, he keeps showing up throughout the movie and how they introduce him is really genius. Mm-hmm. He's kind of following them, but not because he knows that their fates are intertwined and they, there's a whole backstory on the Cyclops, which are really great mm-hmm. because apparently the beast has been in these lands of crawl for of many years. Centuries. Like centuries, yes. They They landed here before mankind was even a thing, I guess. I don't even know. They probably created mankind. Maybe. Just like on Earth. Maybe. Yeah. Like they fucked a rabbit or something like that and they just evolved. Yeah. And then they just, you know, fell off the earth because it's flat. <laughs> they went past the ice shelf yeah, and they didn't know. They, yeah. They didn't know. So they just like, <laughs> they just like fell. Goddamn- Show me a boat that's upside down. How do you do that? <laughs> Goddamn aliens. Anyway. Um, 
<laughs> I thought what they did with the Cyclops was really genius and how they introduced him. That's just really good writing. You know what I mean? Like the right. way that, that they did so many different things. It wasn't just like, blah, here's a new character. It was like, hey, here's a moment. Here's a thing that happens. And that's what's really good about this film. That's what I like about it. Uh, but the Cyclops, he stays behind uh, when they go to the swamp area because they, they meet the seer who has the kid who's like his uh, Padawan or whatever the fuck. Mm -hmm. The seer is wearing like the green robe. Remember? Mm -hmm. He was like the emerald seer. He uses the emerald stones to see the future. Right. And they go to him. Crystals. Right. They go to him to find out where the fortress is going to be next because the fortress, in a tactical effort, changes where it is every 24 hours or something like that so that it, it can never be attacked. And it just goes to somewhere random on the planet. And he, they go to the seer to find out, and the hand comes up out of the crystal and crush, or comes up underneath the crystal and crushes it and scares the blind seer. So the blind seer, there's like only one place that they can go to, and that's the emerald fucking uh, whatever tower or something mm -hmm. that they have to go to. That it's the only place on Earth or on Kroll <laughs> that uh, that that the the beast cannot see and has mm -hmm. no control so they go there they bring the blind man and his padawan this little fucking seven-year-old kid maybe eight i don't know how old he is. he's young as fuck he gets left behind in a fight something happens where the, the slayers pop up and they hide him behind a tree on a stump and then one of the slayers which the beast uses to transform into a changeling to make him look exactly like the seer that's right. He kills the fucking real seer and replaces him and throws his body into the quicksand, mm -hmm. which they find later. The Cyclops, Cyclops finds, yeah. Right. And this part <laughs> where they they find out that the seer is not real is only because the Cyclops finds the body when he stays behind in the swamp and then goes running at full Cyclops speed. <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty awesome. And he chucks his two-pronged spear, I think, two or three, yeah, and it two. hits the fucking seer in the back, and they're all like, what the fuck? <laughs> he's blind. I mean, that's pretty <laughs> fucked up. And then he's like... <laughs> oh, and then didn't, like, half of his face start melting? Dude, it started bubbling it up. It was cool. That Dude. was cool. Dude, the way that that thing fucking sunk into the ground, too, like all the fucking slug fucking slayers... Mm -hmm. and his clothes dude that terrified me as a child like that was scary like yeah, I, I, I was really me too you know i'm only like i was probably like five or six when i watched this fucking movie mm -hmm. and that shit fucking imprinted me you know what <laughs> i mean having like, nightmares and shit that's dude the skexies and fucking the dark crystal are scary yeah those are i remember you know scary. when you're like, a kid oh. that shit's pretty fucking scary too but the fucking that mm -hmm. the screech that they have Mm -hmm. Anyway, yeah, the bubbles and shit in his face and shit. I don't know. That was just like, but even him falling into the quicksand too was pretty cool. It was almost like they took like a blowtorch and like put it to his face and it melted. Yeah, because there's you saw that like burn mark, right? Yeah, it's probably what what they did. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing about it now, but it's pretty funny. I didn't get the whole scenes with the princess in the eyeball. Like you know what I mean? Was that just an artistic choice? Yeah, it's just an artistic thing because they're what they're trying to suggest in the dark tower or the mm -hmm. fortress, dark fortress. I should oh yeah, the, the dark black because where... there's the black army with the dark fortress or the fortress 
whatever, the Black mm-hmm. Fortress, they have, it seems like he can kind of manipulate reality a little bit and change things on the fly. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you have full access to the entire thing. Like, because he could even, he was so powerful that he could even change into Colwyn. Remember? Because he was like, you will be my bride. I can change into anyone you like, including this form. <laughs> He's like, I can even add some features, like a bigger dick. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ew, don't make those noises. I mean, that's what I would have said next if I were that guy, I guess. Uh, but she, she doesn't fall for that. But, yeah, like, the environment seems to kind of change around her when she's, like, running. And they slide different portions of it into place and stuff. So mm-hmm. I would assume that that he has mind powers to do that kind of shit. You know right. what I mean? So makes sense, right? Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> and then we get we get into the Spider Woman scene. So the the other guy oh, like, yeah. leaves Bring the group. Up. The other guy like leaves the group because he's like, I got something to do. You guys wait here. If I'm not back by nightfall, he in says here. Something. Yeah. So he goes and he he crawls through and gets this lady and it turns out it's his ex-wife <laughs> or his that ex- he left or something yeah, he left because he had shit to do <laughs> so, and so he's like i went to get some milk and eggs <laughs> and he just left. cigarettes he's like i didn't want to leave i had to leave but <laughs> you left me and then and then she's like i had to kill our baby and he's like what and she's <laughs> like yeah yeah I, I had him and i just had to kill him because you left me Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wait, how did you, but I don't remember how she ends up in there. Like I She it, that was her um punishment for killing the the oh. baby, remember? She was like this is her punishment that she's inter- Ew, internal internal What the damnation. fuck is wrong with her? I know. This yeah. You're not supposed to abort them when they're out. <laughs> I guess we didn't have Roe v. Wade back then. I guess. <laughs> I guess crawl doesn't really have woman's rights. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, they put him in, up in a fucking spider web. It would be with- like, it'd be like, like, Colwyn v. Lisa 101. <laughs> <laughs> Yanir. Oh like, their names are so crazy. Do you notice that it's it was weird like, names. And all, like, both Yanir? These huh? In both these movies. No, this one was way, way more eccentric. Yeah. Yanir. Y-N-Y-R. Come on. I mean, it's 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 cool. Like, I like it because, like, for whatever reason, I picked it up instantly. But if I would have struggled with that name, right. you damn skippy, I would have been mad about it. Do you think <laughs> they just put some, like, Scrabble tiles in a, in a fucking jar? It was like, oh, let's let's pick out names. Dude, you, if you've ever been to a, a Dungeons & Dragons thing, it's just off the top. Ooh. There's no way that... Plus, they're writing this shit. They can come up with it as long as they want, you know? They can yeah, change right. the it names. Has to be another, it has to be another world, so... Right. Makes sense. They have to make, yeah, different traditions, different culture. Right. So the spider woman's all old, you know, and she even has that neck where it blends into your chin. You know what I'm talking about? Where you actually don't have oh, a yeah. chin. She's got a little she has gobbler. A neck, a neck chin. Her makeup was, gobble, gobble, gobble. Her makeup was really good. Gobble, gobble, gobble. And then and then she turns around and she's young again. And, and apparently, oh, well, now she's fucking young because the, her guy came back. Well, she says uh, to him, she says, okay, because she has the sands, the hourglass of time, which she can use to help a, a passerby or not to give them a fair chance to reach her or not. And there's never enough time to save her from leaving, but they can reach her in a certain amount of time or not. And she decides... When he says her name, her real name, Liza or Lisa, 
he says it, and she's like, I've not heard that name in many years. <laughs> and then, and, and that's when she realizes, he's like, it's me, it's Ynir, and I'm here to, to uh, find our baby. <laughs> Is that our baby on the web out there with the big spider? Like, <laughs> but the spider looks dope as fuck, dude. That dude, looks that like some- a real spider. That looks like some Phil Tippett type shit. It was shit. like a- um... Well, it was like a white spider. That's not a real like spider, Christina. An albino spider. Christina, they used a claymation for that. You know that? Did they? Yes, of course. Oh my god! Are it you fucking so joking? Real. No, are you fucking joking? It looks oh real. God, you clearly are never going to be a pilot. It isn't like I I sit there and I stare at fucking spiders it all the time. It like Jesus claymation Christ. for Christ's sake. Did are you joking? It, I don't care. You shut the fuck up. <laughs> It was stop motion. It was real. <laughs> well, I saw the after. I saw the behind the scenes, and they showed how they made it, and it was like the the egg sack in the middle was smaller than their head. It was like like a fucking orange, the size of an orange. You're lying. No, that's what they used in the in the movie. I know. I'm, te- I'm just. And saying, then they I'm have the. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> anyway, we're out of control this fucking episode, guys. It's great. I love it. <laughs> We just don't care anymore, I guess. <laughs> uh, oh, I wanted to bring up a point because the Cyclops, I didn't get to mention their backstory. I didn't get to finish telling that because I got sidetracked. Oh, yeah. So the Beast existed many years, thousands of years before, and they made a deal with like Cyclops, who originally had two eyes, but they made a deal with the Beast that if they could see into the future they would sacrifice one of their eyes to become Cyclops. And in so doing, they made a deal with the devil, which, as you know, is always askewed, kind of like the Wishmaster. You should make a deal with God. Right. Make a deal (laughs) with God. (laughs) Probably would have come through better. (laughs) Eye for an eye, though? I don't know. (laughs) Still would have been that way. Anyway, so... They can see into the future, but they can only see their moment of death and they can't avoid their death no matter how much they know or they will suffer in, in extreme amounts of pain. That's their their history. So before when they get their Clydesdales, they, they, they ride them. And then the I don't know if the the, the Cyclops stayed before or after. He, had to, he couldn't go on the Clydesdales because he was supposed to stay there to die. Okay, so he stays behind and they're all like, goodbye, you're going to die. Sorry, friend. Love you. Thanks for all the good times. Here's a Jolly Rancher. And they left. And then they get up to the castle and they're climbing up and all of a sudden, it's Cyclops. And he's there to defy his own fate, which is great writing again. Great story element that he defied his own fate to save these people because of the cause. Yeah, because they treated him like shit, and they, they didn't accused treat him, him like shit. They were like accusing him of following them. He was a brother and to then them. He's sacrificing his life. But I did look this up, and the thing that happens in this movie happens in another movie, and it kind of reminds me of another movie too. What? So what happens with Cyclops? He climbs the fucking fortress with them, and they try to get in. And what does he do? He kills one of the slayers that opens up and is shooting the laser at everybody, stabbing them, and then holds open the door to prevent it from closing. And in doing so, gets crushed to let everybody in. Remember? Mm-hmm. Who did that in a movie? I don't know. It was a cave. There was a bunch of kids that get in. Oh, my God. It was Goonies. Right. Did Steven it Spielberg was... steal that idea? Yeah, I did. With Sloth. You fucking dick. 
What a fucking dick. I mean, I'm just saying, like, it's very eerily similar. Did it? And, and Goonies him. came out later. So yeah, this movie was out later. before. Yeah. Yeah, it could have. But I mean, all's fair because they stole some of the space, you know, space. Yeah, exactly. You can't have completely original. Right. So. Especially nowadays, you can't have it completely original. You can't even do music completely. But I'm just saying, anymore. like, doesn't it seem very similar? Yeah, it does. Totally. But like, I think that in the end, you know, Sloth survives. So that's the difference. Right. The Cyclops just fucking dies. He's fucking right. dead. He just gets crushed. And it's like this heroic death, you know, kind of like a, what is it? A Klingon death or something, you know, mm-hmm. a glorious death. Well, <laughs> 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 they're space people. I don't know. They have weird traditions. Another really cool scene is where, and this is the last scene I'll mention is before they get out, before they leave, they have to fight the beast. And of course, Colwyn uses his glaive with the five figures of death to throw it and it cuts uh it's it's like floats around on its own and i don't know if it's the sorcerer that was trying to control it or the glaive takes over its power of its own because it's a magical item and it sticks into the fucking beast and the beast falls back and you think he's dead oh but nay 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 (laughs) (laughs) he uh gets back up surprisingly and Colwyn's like, fuck, I don't have the glaive. I can't get it back. He tries to pull it out of him, but it's stuck in him. Kind of like how wolves have sex, you know, when they get their dick stick in the in the back. He can't pull it out. He keeps trying to pull it out, and he can't. So you just got to wait. And then by the power of love, Huey Lewis in the news, they used the fire that was interrupted when she was getting married. Oh, that's right. Because- she was supposed to take the fire out of the water that he put in there with his his power, his love. And she was supposed to give it back to him to, to consecrate their marriage. And she still had the flame. So she holds out the flame and they use it together to defeat the beast. And that's the power of love. So stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. I wonder if anyone's had a wedding where they did that shit <laughs> because of this movie. I well, bet you there has been. There's kind of a, there's a similar tradition where you tie the knot, literally. Yeah. Which we saw that uh, oh, one of our fu- friends. Yeah, with that hand fasting. The Irish yeah. hand fasting. Yeah, yeah, but with the, I don't know, with the water and the, I want to see someone like set Nobody's their hand. Nobody's going to set their hand on fire. <laughs> Why not? It's for love. Do you love me? Yeah. Do you love me, Alex? Drink of this liniments and spray thy face you set your, with your fire. <laughs> set your hand on fire. Yeah, it's like a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> That's how fr- like uh, circus freaks get married, you know what I mean? They blow fire on their faces. <laughs> They, they they squirt the liquid into each other's mouths and then they blaze the fucking preacher with the fire. Anyway, oh so some circus person's like, "What the fuck? These people out of control." I don't know. We know people that are that do that shit. Yeah, we do. <laughs> A lot of people they've actually. In, yeah, and they've fucked up and been in the hospitals. Oh, everybody that we've known has been. Yeah. <laughs> poor poor Justin. Fucking. We love you, Justin, if you're listening. (laughs) That was a scary time, man. Anyway, so yeah, that's it for our show today. Ran a little bit longer than normal, but, you know, I'm sure I can cut. We're talkative. Yeah, we're very talkative about this, and I'm I'm glad, you know. It's like we're in the spirit. Mm -hmm. I think this is going to be a good episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope that it was something a little different, you know. It's not, I don't think it's wrong to do that. And, you know, any of you that have an issue with it, calm down. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Hearing her say that is so funny. I don't know why. 
but no, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with some horror. We're going to be doing Crimes oh, of the Future God. by David Cronenberg, which I get to rewatch for the hopefully stay awake through. Um, not, it's not, I, I didn't fall asleep because it wasn't good. It was, I fell asleep because I have issues. Okay. Narcolepsy in case you don't know. Um, well, I don't, I think I do. It seems like it. <laughs> I, they know Alex, they know. Anyway. So I'm just being specific cause you know, know. <laughs> this shit comes back to bite you. You know what I mean? I'm going to get canceled in 20 years. You've already been canceled. Just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> have I? No. Okay. What the fuck? Uh, anyway. So, um. Yeah, we're going to watch Crimes of the Future by David Cronenberg that just came out this year. And we're also going to watch Men. And we're going to have some deep dives in those movies. So send your thoughts and prayers for me. It's going to get real serious. Put your thinking caps on. You know, we'll do our best. We're not going to say that we know everything. We're just trying to, you know, come up with our own conclusions. Look up what other people think. Maybe compare it. See if we can elaborate on it. Add to it. Whatever. It's just interesting to talk about, like, these types of films that are meant to evoke conversation. And in the end, is conversation dangerous? Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so next January 6th, we're going to have a... I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so yeah, guys, thank you so much for coming by this week. We really appreciate you guys. If you have somebody that you know would enjoy this episode, please... For the love of God, share it with them. This is how we get around. We can't afford to fucking advertise. We're broke as fuck. Otherwise, we would. But we need your support. And that's how you can do it is help us out. Let people know. Share it online. Share it in a group. Share it on Reddit. Tell people that this is the best fucking show on the goddamn planet. Word. <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll see you guys next week. And as always, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself.